love that. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Feed Me Your Construction Content. I'm Carolyn McMahon. And I'm Joshua McMahon. Great to have you on today, dear. Babe, I want to hit these goals in 2023. I'm a hire coach. Dude, don't hire a coach. Yeah, I think so. Look, I found uh, a reputable coaching firm. Uh-huh. It's, look, it's a little expensive. <laughs> Listen, you you know me. Um, skepticism is at an all-time high for me. So I do not see the value in hiring a coach. And I never have. I remember... People coming in with like, you know, they want to hire a life coach, right? I mean, (laughs) what does that even mean? And then there's other coaches. There's sales coach, process coaches, things like that. Maybe I've just never been in the the industry that did those things. But for me, I I really can't. I can't see the value. I have disagreed in the past with you about hiring a coach. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit today. You know, a few reasons y'all listeners don't know what the episode is about, here it is. As far as uh, valuing and hiring a coach, is it a good idea? For me, it is not. And then, you know, because Josh likes to disagree with me, he's going to tell you all the reasons why he thinks the coach is great. So let's get it on. I think it's good to be skeptical. You're spending a lot of money when you hire a coach. The one that I am looking at is $10,000 for the year. (laughs) you even say that with a straight face if i hire the coach that's going to help me move or think on a much higher level they're going to challenge me in ways that other people can't okay so would you go in debt to hire a coach no okay i i don't think you would go in debt but i think this is equivalent to me going back to school and getting my master's okay so we're in debt about that <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a student loan that is not the same as oh, going okay, into so debt. So we can pay for it for the rest of our lives. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> but I would argue that having a coach will help you get to higher levels, right? I came up blue collar. How in the world am I going to ever get into the C-suite? Okay. I'm going to go get my master's degree. So I got my master's degree. That's not the answer. I'm going to go back and get my MBA. That's, you know, $60,000 if I, I think UVA is $60,000. It might actually be even more than that. Okay. So are you saying that uh, hiring a coach is, is a better is a better value? I think it's a much better investment, especially okay. today when we're seeing that the technology is at our fingertips. I know where to find the answers. I don't have to remember what was in the book. I mean, there's books all around us that I'm learning and growing from constantly. I think you would get the same value from hiring a coach. All right. So, you know, you we broached the topic of, of cost, which, you know, as the money manager in our family, cost is a big thing for me. So I don't think I'm quite convinced yet. What's next? For me personally, the time commitment. For you, the time commitment. You cut so many things in the hopper and you just want to add on to it. So what kind of time would you have to give to a consultant? It all depends on the on the agreement, but I think the most important thing is to prioritize my schedule and understand what it is that I want to do. So if I'm if I'm going to spend money on something like this, then I I need to expect to gain value from it. So I'm going to prioritize my schedule and there are going to be things I'm going to have to say no to, right? Because I'm doing a lot of different things. 
but what things are actually bringing me towards the goals that I want to achieve. Okay. And, and any of those things that aren't, they're going to have to be a no and they're going to have to go on the back burner. So oh, the so podcast feels, might have oh, to Oh, I was going to say, the podcast may just be out. <laughs> the, the podcast <laughs> is our happy place, so I can't cut the podcast out. Okay, all right. But I think there's other areas where I could maximize my time and get more value from my day. Okay. So I think that's one thing, prioritizing my schedule and making sure that anytime I'm spending with that coach or that consultant is time that's really well spent, right? My focus is diving into whatever they're giving me. Well, couldn't you just, I don't know, join a mastermind group instead? You can join a mastermind, but those are expensive too, depending on what, what groups you join. So, I feel like that may be another podcast about masterminds because I don't know what that is either. <laughs> <laughs> Mastermind would definitely be another uh, an, another uh, podcast. Okay. But also the time commitment. Remember, technology is on our, our side now too. So these these sessions could be on the weekends. They could be after hours. They could be before working hours. So there's there's a lot more flexibility. And with that technology, it doesn't always have to be me and the coach or you and the coach speaking directly or, or being on a Zoom or being on a phone call or having coffee. It could be something through Google Docs or any other form of, of document that can be passed back and forth. Well, right. I mean, you know, the coach doesn't have to live where you live, I guess. I mean, That's so, right. So I get that. Um, you know, I do appreciate the face-to-face, but we have to do things at a distance. Okay. So you prioritize your time. Okay, great. For me, I don't want to air my dirty laundry to anybody, my dirty little secrets about about work and, and stuff. I don't know if it's just fear of change for me, but I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like putting myself out there and then paying to put myself out there. That just seems weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that discomfort is natural. I think it's normal to have anxiety and fear over change. It's normal to have that feeling of I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to share. I don't want to be vulnerable with a stranger. But in order to grow, you have to lean into that that discomfort and you have to trust that process. And you have to trust that person who you hire to have your best interest and not take advantage of you being vulnerable and, and sharing things that you're uncomfortable sharing. So hiring the right coach and having the right people around you helps you to bridge that gap of uncomfortable. Helps you bridge that gap of discomfort. <laughs> discomfort. Okay, we're bridging gaps. So, <laughs> so where do you find a, a coach? Is it you know by reference, word of mouth? Oh, I think it's all of the above. I think a lot of it has to come from word of mouth. The first coach I hired was from word of mouth. References. Talk to their references. Don't just read the the testimonials on their web page because they're only going to put the good stuff. Get the bad stuff too. What people had a bad experience. What was the reasoning for their bad experience? What would they what would they do differently if they had the choice to do it all over again? Like really do your due diligence. And you know, when I'm looking for a coach, the one that I'm I'm referencing, there's a money back guarantee. If in the first year you pay this ten thousand dollars, you don't feel that you 10x'd yourself in that year, then they give you your money back guaranteed. How would you how would you prove that? It's difficult to prove something like that, right? But I think it's it's about the person. But if you're the coach and you value what you're bringing to the table, and I think that what I'm going to give you is far greater than the money you're going to give me, then I trust my process and what I'm doing for you. And if you're giving the same in return, you're giving yourself and you're comfortable and you're trusting that process, you get 10, 10 times okay. the value you put into it. I mean, I guess that maybe that's part of my problem too is, you know, giving it, right? the perception of weakness, right? You know, I have to hire a coach because I'm not good enough. 
I, mean, yeah. I know that that may go back to the fear of change, but right, you're you're admitting that you are maybe weak in some areas. You know, maybe you need some help. You know, again, no, nobody likes to say say that. Uh, me especially. Yep. And then you know, really finding the right mentors because you may not be in a position where your direct report can give you that kind of help. You know, maybe from a professional standpoint, maybe they should pay for that. Maybe they should pay for the coach. I mean, plenty of companies do, right? They do um, corporate training, you know, stuff like that. Well, a lot of companies, especially in the construction industry, are quick to bring in sales consultants and, and help their sales team continue to grow. But we're slow to bring in coaches and consultants to help our construction staff grow. Like we'll bring in a, you know, we'll bring in a group that for two days to talk about scheduling and how we can schedule better. We'll bring them in for two days to talk about how to do purchasing better, but. I think the coaching is more of an ongoing process where, where they're continually there in your corner. You can call them on the phone. Typically, whenever you need to, or you can text them, you can email them, and they're there for you to help you as you navigate different obstacles that come up. So they're giving you real-time support, which is the value of the coaching versus just bringing in a consultant for a specific task. Okay, Remy, so maybe there's a difference, right? Coaching versus consultant. Yeah. Because, you know, my mom has been in the professional insurance business for years. And what she would say about consultants is they would come in, you know, dig around in your business, tell you how you're all wrong, yeah, give you a process and then beat it. They, you know, they left yeah. and, you know, they get a ginormous paycheck and it's, it's really real, more so a disruptor, right? I know that your experience with a <laughs> consultant was a disaster. Not that you paid for it, but you were at a company that had a consultant and it just it was just bad. Well, ultimately that that example, that consultant that came in was a disruptor. I don't know that he added enough value. The owner felt like he was adding value, but ultimately a lot of people left the company or were very frustrated with the with the company and the way things were changing. Trades were frustrated with some of the things that were being put in place and you know, a year and a half later that consultant was fired and went somewhere else and did the same thing and was fired again. So I think you have to hire the right consultant or the right coach to come in and execute on the goals that you're looking for that individual to do. Okay. Well, so I guess that segues into just as far as, you know, lack of trust. I don't know you, but I'm going to entrust you with my nest. I'm going to give you my $10,000. That's a big chunk of change for most of the folks in my circle who folks who have disposable income, you know, that kind of money. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard. So maybe this podcast at the end, I'll be convinced to allow you to. <laughs> you, I don't think you'll be convinced. <laughs> <laughs> to take, to take $10,000 out of to do this. You know, it's a big deal. You know, we, we are a big supporter and we listen to, um, let me speak to a manager, really gotten on board with their program. Um, I love to listen to them and how Frank Kava spent $18,000 all in. Mm-hmm. To see Tony Robbins in yep. this conference. And, you know, after I righted my car, after almost going <laughs> off the road listening to this, but, you know, it was just amazing what he got back. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, hey, I'd pay it again, yep. pay it again. And so I guess that's a feeling, right, that you get and it's, and it's worth it. It's just like heck, going to IBS, my boss has all these great ideas and he's like re you know re-energized and he's yep. pumped and he learns all of these things and he wants to put them in practice. So I can see how that would be helpful, but I just I still again that skepticism and lack of trust. You know, do your research. You know, how do you find them? I, I think the lack of trust is is natural. 
skepticism is natural. A lot of it starts with ourselves individually. What's our mindset? Do I believe if I buy a book or I, I take a course, do I believe that I'm going to get value from it? And if I already have a mindset of I'm not going to get any value from it, then you're right. You're wasting your money. I'm an optimist. So if I'm reading something or I'm taking something, a course or anything of that nature, I'm listening to something, I believe I'm going to gain something from it. That is not always true. Sometimes we've wasted our time or I've wasted my money on buying a book or taking a course or something of that nature. So it's not always true. I think you're going to get it wrong at times. I think the guys on Let Me Speak to a Manager have talked about spending 10 grand on doing something and saying, wow, I just wasted that money. <laughs> but they learned from that experience on what to do different next time. Right. And that's the value that those guys are bringing forward is that they've done it. They've made the mistakes. They've, they've screwed up. They had the money to to make the mistake and, and they, they're still doing it again because their mindset is, I'm going to learn from one of these. I'm going to gain value from it. I'm going to keep doing it. There's something there. Well, so is this why we work? You know, the yin and yang of our relationship. That's 100% why we work. <laughs> You're an optimist. I don't want to say I'm a pessimist. I'm a You're a realist. I'm a skepticist. <laughs> I, I see the good in everything, and you look at it more realistically and say, well, that's, you know, maybe it's not going to come to fruition. Yeah, I, I tread lightly. And not that I think that it's not going to do something for me. I, I think it's just more so fear of putting myself out there. Yeah, I think that I think that is very true. And I've been more open about that and being more vulnerable. And I think my activity on LinkedIn and this podcast now, sure. I think another six months of doing this podcast, you will start shifting in the way you think about that. And you'll be more okay with being vulnerable and open. Well, I mean, certainly yeah. I'm <laughs> vulnerable and open on this podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, but this is helping you grow. So the money we've spent on this and we spend every month to jump on the mics and, and put out this content. You're gaining value from this. <laughs> this is your personal coaching session. You just didn't realize that this is a coaching session. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> see where you're going with this. No, you can't have $10,000. So <laughs> we'll talk about it later off the air. <laughs> Look, I think it's natural to be skeptical. I think it's natural to question if a coach or a person is trustworthy. What, what I suggest, what do I want people to do? Set up a consultation with the individuals that you're talking to. Go read their content. If they're if they're really active and they're doing this professionally, they're putting something out there. They've written a book. They have a podcast. They have a YouTube channel. Their content is there. Get to know the individuals and see what they're about. Because if you don't jive with them or you don't like them on the that level, you're not going to like them. You're not going to get any value from it. Sure. I need to like the person to really embrace what they're telling me because coaches are going to tell you or push you in directions that you might not like. You might hire a coach and they encourage you to take another job, which maybe was never your intention. Same way we talked last week on the LinkedIn episode, your intention might not be to find a job, but you might find a job just from your activities on LinkedIn. Right. So I think those are uncomfortable thoughts. But can you start slow? Can you start at a at a smaller buy-in? <laughs> yes, I, I definitely think you can start at a smaller buy-in. There, there's coaches out there that are more economically feasible that, that you can tap into. MCM Consulting is a, is a good start. <laughs> Was that a shameless plug? Shameless, shameless <laughs> plug. You did the same thing, right? You did a six-month commitment. I did, yep. On a consulting uh, gig, and that was, what, two years ago? 
Probably two years ago. Two years ago. And I was immediately like, what are you doing? What kind of value you're going to get from it? Mm -hmm. And you'd come home and you'd feel really good about your position or it'd make you think about, well, maybe I need to go find another job. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I, I... I didn't like it initially, and maybe again I was more uh, fearful. Feel for fearful for you. Feel for blah, 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 blah. fearful for me. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they would talk you out and you know not want to be married to me. <laughs> that's that's not why I would hire a coach. You'd hire a divorce lawyer. I would fire that. that person if that's what they started talking about. <laughs> Give me a break. If I don't align with your personal goals, I'm out. Yeah, look, the the coach was good because they pushed me to think about things differently. I thought I was in a really great place. I had a lot of ambition to grow and keep on moving. And the coach was very honest with me about what they were seeing that you're not going anywhere. You're not going to advance in this group. This is this is not the right place for you. And it was hard to accept that because I was really happy where I was. Well, and a part of that, too, was didn't you meet uh, as a group with other folks? I did. I met. It was a group coaching session. So it was myself, uh, an executive vice president in the commercial sector, and the coach. And the executive vice president and I still stay in touch. And we still lean on each other quite often to, to help each other grow. So that's a byproduct of paying for that coaching session was having this great bond with an executive within the commercial sector, which is not my sector, but we're struggling with the same things. We're struggling with recruiting. We're struggling with mindset at times. We're struggling with trades struggling with customers, having that person in my network from that was a huge advantage to paying for six months of coaching. Okay. So you're saying you'd do it again? Yeah. $10,000 a year. I mean, we're talking about it now. Whoa. We've <laughs> we've gone to zero to $10,000. <laughs> from from 1200 <laughs> a year to, uh, to 10000 Hey, listen, if you will get some value out of it, you just do it, dear. <laughs> Look, this is where I think that people should start. We said it. Do your research. Look for coaches that specialize in the field that you want to be in. If you want to be in construction management, find construction coaches or people that are in your industry that have relevant experience. If you want to be in computers and that's what you want to do, find consultants and coaches in that world. But find people that are likable, that you can relate to, that you believe you will gain value from, and you'll never miss that dollar spent. How many people go to Starbucks every day and buy a $7 coffee? When it costs Starbucks, what, 75 cents to make it? And that's probably on the high side. (laughs) And we buy it with a smile on our face. right? So $50 a week, $200 a month in coffee, $2,400 a year. But we have a problem paying for a coach. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I was talking to you. (laughs) I go to Wawa. Yeah, that's true. You you've started going a while. You've you've lowered your standard on coffee <laughs> to pay for your consulting. <laughs> I sacrifice. I sacrifice. I think the critical thing when you're looking for a coach is be honest and upfront. What's your goals? What are you fearful of? What are your expectations from the coaching session? If the coach is honest and real, they'll tell you if you are or are are not the right client for them. And you want that transparency. You want that honesty. So you have to start by telling them, sharing with them what you're looking for. Because I won't take on clients if I don't think I'm a good fit. Well, sure. I mean, I think that's how you approach recruiting and getting a job yourself, right? Like, like this is my genuine self. Yes. And if you don't like it, don't 
for God's sake, don't <laughs> hire me. Right? Because it's a, it's a miserable experience for, for everyone involved. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible experience. And it's a lot of lost money and a lot lost resources. It's, it's dumb. Well, yeah, like our friend Jesse was saying, like, look, you don't want to hire me. What is he said? You're a butthead. <laughs> I don't want to work for a butthead. Exactly. And, and you know, the experience is bad on both ends, right? They feel like they've made a, a crappy hire, wasted money. Someone's taking your money and it's just a bad experience. And then you walk away and what is it? Just like the buying experience, you're more likely to say and to share that you've had a bad experience with others than, than the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're really quick to jump on that bandwagon, burn people at the stake, but you're very slow to, to give kudos and, hey, just had this amazing experience. I, I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's something ingrained in us. We don't, wanna, <laughs> we don't want others to think that we lost. So I would rather spin the truth or spin what happened to make sure I look good versus just being honest. Sure, that fear of failure. Yeah, fear of failure is, is a true thing. Different jobs. And, and it's interesting because I just finished reading the book, The Second in Command by Cameron Harold, who was a chief operations officer for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. When they were $2 million, $2 million or $6 million, he grew the business to $106 million. The owner of the company came in one day, and Cameron made the comment to the, to the admin assistant to the CEO and said, I'm getting fired. And she said, don't, don't be silly. You've built this business. And the owner called him into the office. They both immediately started crying. And he's like, it's it's just not working. He's like, I, I know. The thought was that he could build it from two million to one hundred and six million, but he was no longer the person to take it any further than that. And for me, that was eye opening because you go to jobs and you do everything you can to build that business and grow them in a different direction and do these things, but sometimes you outlive your purpose at that company, and that's where I think things get a little crazy, right? And coaches are the same thing. I've had clients where I coach them up and I could get them to a certain point. But I can no longer benefit you more. It's time to hand you off to somebody else for you to continue your growth. Same thing with companies. If he grew it to two million and one hundred and sixty-four million, and then was told to, yeah, that it no longer worked. He couldn't do anymore. I mean, but what more is there to do? Well, now they're like five hundred million or a billion dollar company. Oh, so he couldn't get them to a billion dollar right. company. The next COO was never the guy to go from two million to one hundred and six million. But he was great for going from 106 to a billion. Like the CEO has the vision. This is where we're going. This is what we're going to do. The COO says, yep, and this is how we're going to do it. Being a COO could be a dangerous spot. I don't think so. I think (laughs) the COO, similar to coaches, take you to a certain point. And then then you get fired? I don't think you look at it as being fired because that's how I looked at it. Right Initially. I looked at it as... I wasn't good enough. I was fired and asked to move on. That's not accurate. I could only take that business to this point before they had to bring in somebody different to go to the next point. Because what I can do is different than what somebody else can do. And that's not a failure. Yeah, it's just hard to to understand and feel that way in the moment. Yes. And, and it was hard for a long time to understand that. But when I read that book, it was like, no shit. Wow. So we said, be honest and upfront with the coach. Set your goals. Know what your fears are. What are your expectations? You get out of coaching exactly what you put into it. If you approach it half-assed, I'll figure it out later. Or not committed. You're not committed. You don't. If a coach is assigning you different tasks and you wait until the last minute to execute them and put things in motion, you're wasting your money. Are you sure I do my best when I'm when I'm under pressure? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> like we're recording this podcast, you know, a day before. 
<laughs> but it's released. It's no different than the LinkedIn stuff. Whatever you put into it, you get out. With coaching, whatever you put into it, you get 10 times that out. Okay. You'll get a lot of value from it. You're tapping into another network. You're tapping into their mind and their experience. There's a lot of growth that can happen if you allow yourself to be All vulnerable. Right. So how about this? I will agree to be more open-minded and listen to more. Tell me more. Interesting. <laughs> we just had a breakthrough, ladies and <laughs> no, gentlemen. We're going to take a commercial break. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's all I'm agreeing to right now. And and probably it's a it's a good time to wind this down. It is a great time to wind this down. This <laughs> this was a lot to pack into a, uh, an episode. There's a lot of value in coaching. We wanted to touch on it. We talked in the beginning of the year of having 12, 12 of these episodes on coaching. And just we talked about the value of it, having some podcasts to share more content around it. Let's end with this. I'm happy to announce that we've got two one-on-one clients that we're going to be coaching for the next three months and a group coaching session that's going to start. So the one-on-ones are going to start this week and the group session is going to start the beginning of March. So it's a, it's an exciting time for us. We're, we're growing and learning and, and helping other people do the same thing. 2023 has been a great year so far. Well, I agree. And just make sure you have time to do laundry. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. (laughs) All right. That's enough. (laughs) Take care, y'all. See ya. Yeah.